Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Goodbye, University. I'm excited for this call. I love it whenever we're going to talk about how to rock our businesses the LOA way. Nancy Barry Jansen, you are leading us on a really cool topic today. Do you want to, hey, for new members, do you want to say a little bit about yourself and where we can find you online? Sure. Um, I am Nancy Barry Jansen. I'm Affirming Spirit on GVU's forum. So a lot of people may have interacted with me in the forums and know me as Affirming Spirit. Um, I can be found online at affirmingspirit.com. And uh, from there, you can find my blog and the freebies and all the, the different stuff that I offer there. I have a lot of things on my website um, that are free and available for people to check out anytime they want. And I wanted to talk about this uh, topic, Jeanette, because actually last month for January, you had led a call about what our businesses want from us. Mm -hmm. And that is actually part of a strategic action plan and I thought well this is perfect because we've already talked about that one section of the plan we can follow up this month by talking about the whole plan in general and I should really uh, be transparent here and share that uh, this all comes from a book called Attracting Perfect Customers The Power of Strategic Synchronicity from Stacy Hall and Jan Bronis now, this book was written earlier in the 2000s, and I took an online um, workshop with Stacy Hall um, about uh, this book and creating strategic action plans. And halfway through that class, Stacy announced that that was officially going to be the last workshop they would ever teach on the subject which kind of blew all of us away. What we didn't know and what was going on in the background was basically Stacy's dad had gotten sick and she needed to literally move from where she was to another state to take care of her father. And that was going to kind of put an end to the partnership between Stacy and Jan. And, um, and so there were never workshops on that, again, offered by uh, Stacy, who's the one who, who originally created it. But when I took that class, the the way she taught the class, I I didn't I didn't have a lot of love for my strategic action plan by the time I was done with the the um, workshop, and and it took me some years to figure out how to take that format and tweak it so that it would really work for me. And that's really the message of this call: is that this is a fabulous tool for focusing positively on your business, on your clients, on the things that make you happy, the things that make your business thrive, and that you're free to constantly tweak it until it becomes the perfect tool for you. In other words, you don't have to do what the original creators of the strategic action plan expected you to do. You can shift it 
to make it more of your own and make it work better for you. And even though the name of it, Strategic Action Plan, it sounds really... It needs a new name. It, it's, such a, it's such a better process than that title lens, you know? It is. It is. You know what I realized it is, Jeanette? It's kind of like if a prey rain business journal <laughs> and a list of positive business aspects got together and had a baby that was lit... <laughs> That's I love what it. This would, that's what this would be because ultimately what this really is, even though it's a strategic action plan, what it really is, it's a reason to focus positively on your business and your you, clients. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. It, it, there's total, much more joy in that process than you would get from calling it a strategic action plan. Well, yeah, but you know what? That gets all the muggly business people going, oh, what's that? Ooh, I want to try it. Ooh, that. <laughs> That sounds so strategic. Yeah, legitimate. Exactly. But, you know, really what it is is it's an an opportunity for you to get really clear about the things that that light you up about your clients, the things that light you up about your business, the things that make you want to get out of your bed and show up for your business every day. And it's a a wonderful tool, ideally, that every time you look at it, it's going to reignite that flame for you if you know if you ever get caught in the minutia of doing your taxes and getting your your paperwork together and all the administrative stuff that's required in a business if that ever kind of drags you down the strategic action plan is a perfect tool for uh, lifting you up and on that subject by the way I uploaded to the GVU forum two um, I'm going to put the links in the chat here um, the first was a document called Six Standards of Synchronicity, and I just put the link in the um, chat. And for anyone who is listening to the call, just go to the business uh, forum, LOA Career and Business Forum, and look for the uh, February 14th, 2017 thread, and you'll see... Um, the six standards of synchronicity, I knew we weren't going to have time to go into that fully, but um, that that form goes into more detail on it, and it's the, all that information is in the book, and it's actually uh, in the book before they even talk about the strategic action plan. So it's kind of setting up the groundwork for helping people understand why having something positive to focus on is a good thing. Um, for your business. Um, And just real briefly, the six standards of synchronicity are, number one, be on purpose with your mission. Number two, you have the power to attract whatever you desire. Number three, like attracts like, which of course we would call LOA, right? The fourth is uh, choose collaboration, not competition. The fifth one is your customers and employees want you to succeed, which I think is a really powerful thought in and of itself. And the sixth one is create an atmosphere of accomplishment. So those are the top six. You can read more about them in the uh, PDF file that I uploaded um, to the forum. And then what I also created for everybody, if you... um, Maybe some here have already downloaded it. 
I created a um, instructions for the strategic action plan. I'm going to put that in the in the chat also. The link to that. Is everyone wishing Nancy ran every call? <laughs> These are such good resources for us to play with while we have our discussion today. Thank you, Nancy. Yeah, I just wanted to have everything in place so that people could um, could benefit from it. And I I do recommend the book. I mean, it's one of those things where you might only read it, you know, once in a while, maybe once every couple of years, but it has it has some really powerful reminders about energy. And it's specifically business-focused, which is fabulous. And then at the end of the book, after they talk to you about the strategic action plan, they have 21 tips. And you're supposed to read one tip a day and, you know, review your strategic action plan after you read the tip for the day. And each tip is geared to have you look at your business from a different perspective and also get you into the habit of every day looking at your your strategic action plan. And because the action plan is built, it's essentially um, you take a piece of paper and fold it in half so that you have four sides. And you put lists of things on each side, and each side is a different category that you focus on. So um, in the document that I, um, it's called strategic action plan underscore instructions, the one that I uploaded this morning to the GBU forum. Um, that one, I actually have a little graphic explaining, you know, there's two different ways you can fold your paper. You can fold it halfwise so it's kind of chunky and, and wide, and or you can fold it so that it's lengthwise, so that it's thinner, and you can almost use it like a bookmark inside your um, your daily planner or your business journal um, so that it's easy to carry around with you. So if you're waiting for an appointment, you can pull it out and be looking over it. If you're um, you know, going to a networking meeting and you're waiting for that to start, you can pull it out and be looking at it. You know, there's lots of ways that you can carry this with you and just kind of be glancing at it and looking at it. And ideally, everything in the list is something that's going to light you up and remind you why you love your business and why you love your clients. Um, and it also helps you get really clear on how you spend your energy. And as you go along and you start to realize that, gee, maybe I'm spending my energy on my business in a way that's not in alignment with what I want for my business. It just gives you a chance to become aware of that and then make new decisions, you know. So that so the strategic action plan or I don't know what should we call this? It's a like a, <laughs> a baby list, right? <laughs> pray rain journal or pray rain positive aspects list. Um <laughs> yeah, it needs a better name, Jeanette. I'll leave that up to you. Um it's something that's going to constantly be changing because your consciousness is changing and growing and your business, the, the energy of your business is constantly changing and growing. So even if you create a really, this is what I did, I created a really beautiful list on my computer, 
printed it out. It was all so pretty. And by the end of the first week, I had scribbled mm-hmm. on it and written on it and scratched things out and rewrote things, and I had to retype it out. Pain mm-hmm. in the neck. And I got to the point where doing it so nicely on my computer was not working for me because I had so many changes. So I finally just started handwriting them. And um, I, I like and I Nancy, how what, what you're describing there, that this is a dynamic document. It's not a yeah. one and done sort of thing. Yeah, it's it's not a one and done. It's something that is a living document that's going to be living and growing with you. And as you work with it, you're going to start to become consciously aware of things you really appreciate about your clients. You're going to have new clients showing up with even better qualities that you want to highlight. And so, yeah, it's something that's constantly going to grow with you. Does anyone have any questions before I launch into, you know, what it is or I I just wanted to say that some people might have heard this before so I'll keep it really short but this was one of the turning points for me using a strategic action plan was one of the turning points in my alignment to success I'm a really big fan of this process and how effectively it can keep us focused on what we want and thus vibrating what we want and on being a match to receiving it. Um, I, I did a couple of things in my business, but the one that I, that I feel like made the biggest difference was this list. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really quite powerful. Um, okay. So, so basically just really quickly again, and I hope you have the people on the call. I had mentioned it in the forums please bring a piece of paper and, and pencil to the call or pen to the call so that you could kind of follow along and take some notes um, because this is going to, it, even as I'm explaining things, you might get ahas and intuitive guidance that helps you create your own list uniquely for you, you know, that makes it work best for you. But when you take a piece of paper and fold it in half, you know, almost like a booklet. Um, the the front is going to be the side. I guess if I guess it depends on if you're. Everybody here is English speaking, so I think it's going to be so that when you you look at the cover, it's the one that you flip to the left to open it up. That would be the cover. That would be side one, and side one is where you're going to list all the qualities and aspects of your ideal customer. And if you already have customers that you love, this is where you would write down things about those customers that you just love, that you just really appreciate and are so happy that they um, exhibit those those qualities and characteristics. If you don't have ideal clients, in other words, if you have clients that in your opinion are not ideal, you can look at what they're doing and what you wish they were doing and write down what you wish your clients were doing. And if you don't have any clients at all, if you're just starting out, then this is a chance for you to really just imagine what an ideal client would look and feel like to you and begin writing that list. And it's okay 
if it's not perfect because even when you think you have a perfect list, you're going to change it over time. You're going to refine it. You're going to take something upgrade. off. Yeah, yeah upgrade, upgrade it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just going to happen. So Then when you flip it open, the inside left is side two, and that's where you're going to answer the question, what makes my ideal customers tick? And um, Stacy Hall had said it should ideally be one word, a phrase, or one sentence. But the key to that, the key to that is what makes your perfect customers tick is also what makes you want to show up for your business. Because as we know with law of attraction, like vibrations attract like vibrations. Like vi vibrations cohere. They come together. They cohere. And so the people you're attracting are people that are similar to you that like the same things you like and are, appreciate the same things you appreciate. Nancy, so, mm -hmm. am I remembering right that in the book they said this is the key, they they thought this was the key part of the list. They said, we only ask you to make the first list of, you know, traits, qualities, and characteristics. To get it out of your head because that isn't what matters. What really matters is connecting with them on this level because when you when you focus on what makes them tick, it's like a very powerful magnet for you with your perfect clients because to to meet with someone on that level is really powerful and profound. Am I remembering that right? They really did feel it was very, very important. And the thing is, is that I have to admit, when I took the course with Stacey Hall, I mm -hmm. didn't really understand why they mm -hmm. were making such a big, hairy deal about this. It just, mm -hmm. it seemed like they were putting excessive attention and almost excessive pressure on getting it right. Mm. And I wouldn't necessarily put that amount of pressure on getting it right. You've got to get it right. Um, I would write down what feels right to you because this will also morph and change. As you become more self-aware and you start noticing, hey, you know, I thought I had perfect clients when I started this, and now I have even more perfect clients showing up, and they're showing me something different about themselves and about me that I didn't even realize was true. Like, you originally, know, originally when I did this, my answer for this page was beauty, you know, mm -hmm. that, that, I, that I am drawn to things that are beautiful and my clients are drawn to things that are beautiful. But as I've gone along, I've changed that. And uh, yeah, uh, I was just thinking about enough. your astrology, Nancy, and how wondering whether that contributed to it. You know, your Libra nature. But then I was thinking about mine, and mine actually hasn't changed from day one. Mine hasn't changed. In fact, I got hired oh, a couple weeks ago by a new person who basically spoke my he spoke this word for word to me and as soon as i heard it i was like oh thank you universe yes i see him <laughs> uh it's some that they know that they're that there's more to life and they're ready for it it's like optimizing or maximizing their experience in life and i was thinking about my astrology and uh, i'm an 8th house son of transformation so maybe it i don't know maybe it maybe we could find 
astrological roots to our answers here. But I did want to just comment, interestingly enough, mine has not evolved. <laughs> yeah, and, and mine has because I've started to realize there are deeper energetic um, aspects that make me tick mm-hmm. and also make my clients tick. And and sometimes when we think, well, I don't know what makes my client tick, that's when you stop and remember it's all about, I mean, you're the one that's creating it. You're the one that's mm-hmm. attracting the clients. Mm-hmm. And that was a big, when Stacy was teaching that, that was a big aha for me. I didn't realize that I could look at myself and tap into what really lights me up and that, that that there was going to be a connection there. Because at the time I took the workshop, I still was kind of caught in the muggle way of doing business where you have to go out and get them. Mm-hmm. And you have to go, you have to figure out what they want and then offer them what they want, regardless of what you want. And this plan is saying exactly the opposite. The plan is saying mm-hmm. you are the center of your business. You are the reason your clients show up. If you left different clients would be showing up because they're drawn to you and your energy. So become conscious of that and get clear about what it is that you want to attract and, um, and they will find you. They will, you know, just like your example, Jeanette, they'll find you. So then on, on the inside right of your paper is side three and that side we actually talked about last month. Um, the, the official title for that site is What My Ideal Customers Expect From Me. But um, again, that can be flipped around from what do I really want to offer? Because I know, I know even for myself as a designer, I know for myself as a coach, there are certain things that are quote-unquote you know, standard to the industry, but we may not really want to, you know, our heart might not be into offering everything that is quote-unquote standard to the industry. So we get to get really clear about who we are and how we want to show up for our business and where our hearts are lit up by the work that we offer our customers. Um, You know, what do I desire to offer? What makes me happy to roll out of bed and and show up for my cl- customers every day? And it can be, um, you know, how you offer your service. It can be what services you offer. It can be how you take care of the self-care. Um, you know, if you have customers that want you to show up and be present for them, then what is it going to take for you to show up and be present mm-hmm. for your customers? You know, does that mean you meditate? Does that mean you make time for, you know, uh, feeding the dog treats before yeah. you get on the call? <laughs> or, t- or taking dog walks, right? Didn't you say dog walks were something that lit you it up? It's huge Jeanette? for me. Absolutely. Right? It still is, yeah. So that, so that would be something, you know, if I haven't, and I don't think I mentioned this before, you don't show this list to anybody else but yourself. It's it's a tool for you to get into positive aspects about your customers and your business. So nobody else sees it. But this is where you remind yourself that it's okay to do all those things that light you up 
so that when you come into your office and sit down and engage with your clients, you are happy to be there, you are energetically fulfilled, you're energetically open for them because you, you've already taken care of yourself, you've gotten enough sleep, you've, you know, you're, for some people on this list, they might have exercise regularly. They might have going for dog walks. They might have, you know, um, plenty of time with my friends, which seems like something absolutely not related to business. And yet, those are things that fill us up emotionally and energetically so that when we do come to work, we're we're feeling fulfilled and happy and centered and ready to be of service. That's important. Yep. And we kind of, we really did talk about this in detail um yes, you know, last yesterday. Last month's call. So I I won't spend more time on it, but um I am happy to ha- answer any questions if anybody has any later on. And then the fourth side, the back of, you know, your folded paper, that's where you write down what I am doing to pre- prepare for my perfect clients. And this is where you write down um, the things that you have committed to doing for yourself and for your business. You know, it might be something like, um, you know, seeking the ideal vendors to support me. Or it might be, um, you know, committing to the things that you put on the previous page. So if you wrote that you're going to exercise, you know, on a regular basis, on the backside is where you, you know, you commit to exercising X number of times a week or whatever it is that you want to do or meditating or affirming or um, studying materials or um, or anything that you do in preparation, uh, like a coach might call in their clients' guides um, before a session so that their clients' guides are, are, are present in the coaching um, call. Um, a, a retailer might um, choose to have some quiet time before they turn the lights on and, and open the front door uh, each day. Um, whatever it is for you, that's what you would put on this list. And on the, on this page also, Stacy had originally said that we were supposed to put, and this is the reason why the strategic action plan didn't work for me for the first couple of years. She wanted us to put, to list a goal for our business, to put down a, a specific dollar amount or a specific number of clients, and to write a deadline. Like, mm. I will make... $150,000 by February 15th, 2017, you know, with the date and all that kind of stuff. And and for me, this is where I first started realizing that the goals like that, and especially with a deadline Metric like that, based, yeah. yeah, it, man, it, it, totally kinks up my vibe yeah i get so freaked out and worried and stressed and whatever that it it just it doesn't work for me but what does work for me is um writing down 
remember your list, Jeanette, of how do you know you've you've got it? What are you seeing? Yeah. What are you hearing? What are you feeling? Mm-hmm. That really helps me. So instead mm-hmm. of putting, you know, if a if a goal and a deadline works for you, by all means use it. You know, if it works for you, go for it. But if it doesn't, consider putting down, I'll know when I've got there because I'll be seeing, hearing, and feeling, and then and then list the exact things that you'll be seeing, hearing, and feeling when you've, you know, reached the level that you're wanting to to reach. And then now you've got in one, you know, one piece of paper uh, a list of your fabulous clients, what keeps you going, what inspires you and um, and keeps your business thriving. And... Um, you know, it's a little bit like a pray rain journal as well, all kind of all built into a list of positive aspects. So, um, yeah. And and it's also got some intentionality around it. There's like a little bit of nebulizing. If we, if we wrote it as if this is how it is, you know, like these are my perfect clients and we're claiming them before they exist possibly, right? Right. For a lot of us who are doing this in the beginning stages of our business, it's it's um it's kind of taking hold of one of those alternate realities that we might think of as in the future but we're claiming it right here right now so it's really got a lot of powerful conscious creation elements in this process but Nancy I really like how you emphasized that we need to make it work for us not just blindly follow the instructions from the co-authors who created it but to be willing to adjust it according to our own inner wisdom about what will serve us best. Yeah. Um, And and I think it's also a good reminder that everything is energy. So you might have a couple of clients, and among those clients you think one is, you know, really ideal. That's the one you, you start with. But as your business grows and as you start to get even more ideal clients, you're going to start to see what really works for you and for your business. And, and that's why the list is constantly going to be updated. It's It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I definitely was up, updating mine once a week there for a while. Um, and then I got to a point where I was updating it maybe once every six months. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, um, and now i my my lists are pretty steady because but i've been adding to them i've been doing this for like 12 years so you know i've um i've been doing it long enough that i i i really am dialed into what i like and what makes me tick and what uh, what i'm willing to do and not just willing to do but happy to do Enjoy, exactly right you know yeah to prepare for them so I, I think it's really important when you remember that your business is energy too and that we're all connected to each other energetically so when we're looking at a list like this on every every day for our business and ideally Stacy had recommended looking at it first thing in the morning before you actually start engaging your clients and and so it uplifts you and puts you in a positive energy space. But you're also 
you know, attracting those people throughout the day. And then as the day goes along, if you have a, a difficult encounter with a client during the day, that difficult encounter has now allowed you to become even clearer about what you want for your business and from your customers. So you'll go back to your list at the end of the day and you'll refine it based on the interaction you had during the day. If you had good interactions, then you might it it might just confirm what you already have on your list or it might be something you want to add to your list. And if you had difficult encounters, then those can also help you. It's like the contrast is pointing you in the direction of what you really want and this allows you to really quickly um, update that information so your business now knows this is what I'm looking for in an ideal client. And if I see if I see a client showing up who doesn't, you know, fit what's in my plan, then they're not the right fit for me, but they might be the right fit for mm -hmm. another another business. And that they mm -hmm. make a point in the book about, you know, making connections with other business people in your um, industry and in affiliate industries, so industries that are peripheral to your mm -hmm specific industry so that if somebody shows up and they're not a perfect fit for you you have people in your network that you can refer those customers to and by doing that you don't have to take on that imperfect client for yourself and it makes somebody else happy because you sent them a client who's more perfect and, yeah, and it keeps your vibe up because you're not working with less than perfect people because if we do too much of that, it is a vibration killer for your business. Pretty soon you start resenting your clients or the work that you're doing for them, and it just spoils your good time. So it is essential to learn how to let go those people that you do not love working with. And I yes. think having this plan helps us get really clear, for example, uh, someone wrote me the other day at inquiring about private coaching. I responded back. She said, oh, that's more than I wanted to spend. On my perfect client list, I'm looking at a copy of it right now, it says that um, they pay me easily and in advance. That, what, that didn't sound like the case for her. That They know I'm worth more than my fee. There's a couple things there about how they experience my rates. She wasn't a match to that, but it was so easy for me to say, you know, I've got a handful of coaches that I'm happy to refer you to who you will find at, you know, around half as much uh, as I charge, or you can go check out other LOA Savvy Coaches at LOACoaches.com. That's, I think, a key reason why I have done as well as I have in business because I didn't try to make those ones that weren't perfect stick around. It's a right. it's a tricky thing to enjoy someone who isn't a match to your ideal client, and that lack of enjoyment will taint your business results. Yep, definitely. Um, there's also another thing I want to mention, and that is if you're listening to this call and you're thinking, well, I don't own a business, so it doesn't matter, you can make a strategic action plan for a business project. You can or make it for your department. A neighbor, a lover. An employer, a banker, yep. <laughs> you can yep. use this, whoever you want to call into your life. This process works. Right, and people have actually used it within a, a single business. They've made a separate plan 
for the overall business. They make a separate plan for their marketing, a separate plan for their sales, a separate plan for, you know, uh, their finances. So they've, you can create separate plans. They don't always have to be focused on a customer. They can be focused on a project, you know, if you're just doing a short-term project with a client. Um, a list of ideal coworkers. Yep. Yep. Is that Mark? Yep, that's Mark. Hi, Mark. Yeah, I think that can be a game changer for a business too, right? I mean, no matter who we're interacting with in our business, whether it's employees or clients, vendors, getting clear about who we're calling in and and honoring that is um, that makes for some big alignment. Yeah, yeah, and I've I think, actually done that accidentally with the vendors and stuff. And oh, really? You know, and I've I've got vendors that you know. I mean, I, I try to attract vendors that do business the way that I like to. You know, and I've I've had my mistakes, but um, but mostly, you know, like I've had one recently, you know, where I was able to, um, you know, he just he just ordered something for me, you know, and I I said, you know, I can go ahead and I can cut the check, but he just he just fronted the money and placed the order with the other company. Um, just to make it to make it easy, and it's mm-hmm. you know, and talking you know like on either going and I've gone both ways with him. I mean, he's he's sold stuff for me and I've bought stuff from him, but <clears throat> I'll ship something that's thousands of dollars before I have a check from him, and he'll do the same thing for me. And so and we just we don't have to worry about it, you know. And I just and I and I was when it first happened, you know, I was, I went through a lot of effort of thinking, man, this is awesome and focusing on it, how wonderful this was and gratitude flow and thinking about it over days about how cool it is to have vendors like that and stuff. Um, So yeah, I've I've basically done it accidentally. And Mark, did you, and you found that you got what you were focusing on? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I kind of did it with the employees too. We've, um, you know, I got my managers together and stuff, you know, and and we went through a um, a formal exercise of trying to figure out what is our ideal employee, you know, and and we had like, you know, when we picked one of our best employees, you know, who is he's perfect except for this one thing, and we're like, okay, we want, you know, we want his twins, um, except <laughs> that don't have this issue, and and I've had. This past year, I had huge turnover. I think I've had 60, 70% of my team has been replaced, and I've got the best team I've ever had. Um, I didn't do, we didn't do it as formal as this, as, as the action plan, but we kind of informally did it, and we weren't focused on it um, daily. Uh, but because we had a lot of turnover and a lot of stuff going, it you know we, we were having to come together and think about a lot and talk about a lot. Okay, what is the ideal employee? And that was something I think that helped me was you know is is just the idea of you know trying to remember to focus on what do you want as opposed to what do you. Want. Yeah, yeah, and and we we tend to get caught in the drama of what's not working, and this list is completely mm-hmm. designed to. Keep your focus on what's working, what you like, what you appreciate, what you want more of, um, and and it's implied what you want less of because you're focusing on what you want more you know, of. 
percent. And that's actually how I used it too. Whenever I would experience a don't want, I won't say one hundred percent exclusively, but I learned to be really, really good at this. So much so that whenever I heard a fellow coach complaining about something she was experiencing that she didn't want with a client, I would automatically find myself reviewing my list because it's just like Tony Robbins looking at the wall or the track. When I found myself looking at, oh, well, I don't want that, that was my cue to review what you do want because if I stay dialed on the contrast, I will be attracting more of it. So to use those experiences as triggers to reinforce what we do want and what we are aligning with, it cleans the party up in a hurry. Oh, that's a great reminder, Jeanette. I love that. Yes, it's not just what, what's showing up that you don't like, but what your fellow uh, uh, colleagues are complaining about. It's, And I've sat in those conversations where I've listened to, thought, to someone and thought, well, I'm so glad that's not my issue. <laughs> and then, you know, six months later, it becomes my issue because, you know, it was there in the periphery. And I, if I had taken the time right when I heard it to get clear about what I wanted, it might not have shown up for me. So, yeah, that's a great reminder. Hey, should we talk about how to use the list in the book? Do they talk about reading it every day, or is that my imagination? Yeah, she did. Um, and ideally, her suggestion, as I mentioned before, was to read it first thing in the morning before you even start. So, you know, if you normally start your day at 9 in the morning, get in, get into the office at 845 and sit quietly with your list for, you know, a few minutes and um, really get into the energy of what it is that you're preferring, your preference. And then go about your day as planned. And then at the end of the day, take anything that happened during the day that helped you become clearer and put that on either add it to your list or remove items from your list or refine items that are already there. So, for instance, in your example, Jeanette, of somebody who showed up who wasn't willing to pay um, your fee and wasn't willing to pay up front, you know, you may have had on your, your list, you know, I, my clients easily can afford me, but you didn't have anything there about being paid up front. You would add that mm-hmm. upfront part, you know, to mm-hmm. that same line. Um, and... and You know, when you first start, you think, well, I don't have that many things to put on the list. (laughs) And then before you know it, you're like, I need more paper. (laughs) So true. We really do have preferences. This is making us more conscious of those preferences. Because as we become more conscious of them, then now we're, we're refining our own preferences and and each time we do we as abraham says we get to that new vantage point and as you start experiencing the clients that you're drawing into you that fit your perfect client list they'll start to show you aspects of themselves that you hadn't even been aware of that you really really like and you you really want to you know what else is really cool nancy how when you get really good at this these people will be amazing for you and they might be nightmares for other people. Like they, it will transform who they are for you when you dial in on this. It's, it's an amazing process. I've seen it. I've seen that in play. Yeah. In chat, um, Mark wrote, conscious creator instead of random accidental drifting in the wind. Creator. <laughs> 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 and, you know, you know, Mark, that's how, 
how the majority of business owners run their businesses. Is that random accidental drifting in the wind, you know, whatever shows up, shows up, and they kind of cope with it, and then they sit around and complain about their their clients. And I've had a number of colleagues, you know, when they get together, that's that's mostly what they talk about is complaining about their 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 clients. And ultimately, they don't realize that that energy is drawing to them more clients to complain about and more things in general to complain about in life. So this is a, just a fabulous tool, not just for, for perfect clients, but like you said, Jeanette, you know, this could be a tool for, you know, your ideal soulmate. It could be a, a list for the perfect a job. Roommate. A roommate. Yeah. There are so many different ways this this could be used. And I, and I think had I used this when I was in corporate, it might have changed my, I might not have left corporate. <laughs> you mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. I might have enjoyed corporate so much that I would have stayed. <laughs> so I, I, uh, yeah, I highly recommend the book itself, Attracting Perfect Customers, The Power of Strategic Synchronicity. And the book really is about, and they do mention Law of Attraction directly, but they they don't lean on it heavily. It's just one little section that they talk about. But um, Nancy, it, can you say the name of the book again? I came on late because I was on another call. It's Sean. Could you say hi, it Sean. again, please? Hi. Yeah, it's attracting hi. perfect customers. Yes. The the power of strategic synchronicity. Yeah. And it's by Stacy Hall and Jan Bronies. Stacy. Hall and Jan Bronies. I'm putting it in chat right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure. It'll I want to say a little bit about how this book was positioned for me when I got my hands on it. I'd had, I'd had like three sessions with Gina Gabellini, my mentor coach. No clients in sight, nothing happening. And when I got on the call to report, nothing happening. And she said, "Oh, three weeks. You're right. Something should be happening now." She said, "Are you reading your strategic action plan?" I said, "Am I reading my what?" She said, are you reading your strategic action plan as if I'm supposed to know what it was? And I said, I don't even know what that is. She said, you don't know what I'm talking about. And I said, no. She said, you're going to hang up right now. You're going to get the book, Attracting Perfect Customers. You're going to read the book. And I interrupted her. I said, oh, 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 I have the book. And she says, and? I said, I got stuck in Chapter 2 when they asked me to identify my perfect client. She said, you're going to hang up right now. You're going to finish <laughs> reading the book. You're going to make your list. And in I, I since learned this is basically considered the Bible in coaching circles for growing a business. Oh, I mm. didn't know that. I didn't know that. I'm trying to remember how I had heard about it because this was actually long before um, I started coaching. Hmm. And um, I heard about the book, I think, um, gosh, I I think it might have been at the back of somebody else's book, like recommended reading, and it sounded interesting, so I went and checked it out. And I was drawn to it because of the the strategic synchronicity um, mm. part of it. Um, and like I said, at the back of the book where they have the 21 tips, they their recommendation also in the beginning is to review your strategic action plan in the morning, Go through your day. At the end of the day, make any revisions, and then read a tip from the book. 
because the tip from the book, a lot of them direct you back to a certain section within the plan and suggest that you, you know, take a new perspective or a new look at that particular section. So there's 21 tips on purpose because the idea is they want you looking at your strategic action plan for 21 days in a row and hoping that, you know, those 21 days are going to create a, a new habit for you where you're regularly looking at the list. You know, there's other people, like even Catherine Ponder talks in her um, uh, Dynamic Laws of Prosperity. She talks about business people keeping tiny notebooks in their um, pockets and as they go through the day, they might look like they're just, you know, writing down a note in these little booklets, these little um, notebooks. But what they're doing is they're writing down their preference of their outcomes, of how they'd like to see a situation resolve itself. So take, for example, Mark. You might be uh, having a vendor who's come into your office uh, and they were late for your appointment. So you pull out your your list and you quietly add to your list, you know, vendors who show up on time. <laughs> you know, and the vendor doesn't know, nobody knows, but it's helping you refine what it is that you want and then the next time you look at your list, that appears on the list and it reminds you how you value your vendors when they show you up show up on time and as your your focus is is again shifting to only what you prefer, then those are the things that are more likely to show up in your world. Mm-hmm. So I see guest five in chat has written, do you think this process could help a person find out which c- career path to take? I think that you could set it up for um, ideal, your ideal job. And I'm sorry, I don't know your name, guest five, but... Um, you could start a plan for your ideal job and begin making a list of the things that you prefer to experience in a job and the ways in which you prefer to prepare for uh, your job. And I think that that will help you become clearer. I don't think it will directly answer the question what career path to take, but I think it will help you um grow your awareness, and a job may show up for you that fits everything on your list, and it's nothing that you ever considered before. That in itself would make a cool call, Nancy, what you just said right there. I think sometimes we have limiting beliefs about what it means to work for ourselves or what it means to work for someone else. And when we are able to release those and focus on the essence of what we want, there are people who could have even better experiences on the other side of what they thought they didn't want when we release what we think it means to be employed or self-employed. You know what I mean? It's that. Sorry. Go ahead, Sean. It's that thing that they say that we say in certain circles. You know, focusing, having a visualization. You know, saying what you want. Um, that this or something better comes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just like that. And to, and to be open about how it arrives. Right, because ultimately, if you have a job that is 
is fitting everything you have in your perfect your list of a, a ideal job for you, you probably won't care what it is because mm-hmm. you're so happy that it's fulfilling you mm-hmm. <laughs> on all those levels. You know, uh, yeah, and yeah, I I'm just thinking right now. There's a company on the East Coast. Uh, they're actually in near Toronto at this point. Um, I met one of the founders of the company when, when she was out here in California. They have worked with a psychologist who he originally created a test for the military so that when somebody came into the military, they could determine the best place to place each person. And that what the test does is it it determines each person's individual strengths and things that they're naturally good at, like they're good at without even trying. Mm-hmm. It, it's just natural to who they are. Anyway, they took this test that was designed for the military and they they modified it for corporations. So that corporations, when they take in intake, uh, you, you know, when you go online and you put in your resume and all that stuff to apply for a job, they make that test as part of the whole intake process. And what it does is it tells the employer what your natural strengths are. And this particular company, in testing their own test, they stopped looking at resumes completely and started only looking at the results of this test. And what they found is that when they hired people who were only doing work that just lit them up and made them happy, they were better employees, they had less sick time, they were more willing to stay late to get a job done if necessary, they were, um, you know, happy when they showed up for work, uh, and it was just better for the company all the way around, and it often had very little to do with that person's work experience. As she had one example of um, a woman who had show, uh, who had applied for the job, and on paper she had absolutely no experience that would qualify her for the job at all. But when they looked at her her results from the test, it was she was stellar in the area where they wanted to hire for an office manager. So they hired her, and it it was fabulous. It was just fantastic. And so this particular company has just completely gotten away from even looking at resumes at all because what they've determined is when people enjoy what they're doing and it comes natural to them, they're going to do a better job. And so that's almost the flip side of what this, you know, this list is doing. I'm trying to keep up in chat. I'm I was falling just behind. Doing the same thing. <laughs> I'm falling behind here. Um, so yeah, Dana's saying getting clear on what makes makes us tick and lights us up. Yes, and uh, guest five was saying she'd like to have a call on that. Although, Jeanette, I'm not even sure how I would approach a call like that. Um, it it I, it almost would call for people trying it and putting it into use and then seeing what their results were from doing that. Um, Dana says, I think the process could powerfully assist in choosing a path. And um, yeah, and guess five says, Dana, sounds better than any process I've heard about. <laughs> yeah. And, and well, it, 
it would be good to guess five at the back on the back side. How do you know when you have the perfect job? How, what would you be seeing? What would you be hearing? What would you be feeling? That could really also help you tap into what you're looking for ultimately. Right, because when we get aligned with the experience of it, even without knowing what it is, but if we start practice feeling it, clarity comes. Those those synchronicities, those inspirations, those nudges, those it, it all the, it's like the red carpet rolls out for us when we lead the way with feeling it before it's real. Absolutely. Because, you know, deliberate creators know that imagination creates reality. So the minute we're focusing on seeing, hearing, and feeling, we're putting ourselves in that imaginary feeling place of actually having that ideal experience. And the more we do that, the more we become a vibrational match for that. Um and as long as we're willing to let it show up the way it's going to show up, uh, yeah, that's. I think that's really important. Being well, willing I, to let it, let it show up the way it will. I just wanted to thank you, Nancy, for giving us such an inspiring look at a process that might be easy to overlook otherwise, but this really does have the potential to be a game changer for whether someone is just starting out in business or just wants to upgrade the quality of people they're calling in. So thank you for leading us through this today. You're welcome. Anyone... I... Go ahead. Nancy. Oh, I'm I'm just going to put, uh, again, in chat, I put in the uh, uh, an abbreviated link for the strategic action plan instructions. They're in that thread in the career and, and business forum at GDU. Um, and also a couple threads above that, I have the six standards of synchronicity. Those are in the book. Um, if you have the book, you know, they're the first, you know, six or seven chapters of the book, they talk about it. Um, but if you don't have the book, it's just a quick kind of note, notes on what the, that section is about. And just reminders that everything is energy. Everything is constantly shifting and changing, and we get to focus on what we want to focus on. And if something's not working in a project or our business or our employment or our relationship or, you know, that we have the opportunity to refocus in a way that's going to serve us better and, and work moving forward. So thank you, everybody, who showed up for the call. And if you have questions, just put them in the forum. Uh, which right forum? The, oh. the LOA Business and Career Forum, I think. Ah, uh, yes, that's that, that, okay. Uh, yeah. Fine. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Yep, that's fine. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Sean, for joining us. And <laughs> Sorry, everyone I was else. Late. No worries. No worries. Good conversation. Thanks, Nancy, for such great resources and for such an inspiring call. And we'll see you all on the next call. Bye. All guys. right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.